0: Ken Smith is the festive voice behind the North Pole News Dispatch podcast, delivering Christmas and holiday news from the remote news station nestled in the heart of the North Pole. And Ken is on the line with us here from his cabin. How are you today?
2: I'm doing great, Toby. How are you doing today, man?
0: I'm excellent, thank you. I'm very excited for Christmas. And I think you just put me in the mood because you've got a very Christmassy and cosy voice, don't you?
2: Yeah, well, there are some people say that I do. So. <laughs> yeah.
0: So what was it that gave you the original idea to create the North Pole News Dispatch?
2: Well, let me start by saying this. Uh, whenever I was a kid, I loved Christmas. I could never get enough Christmas. And as I grew older, I discovered that when after the holidays was over with, I would get like a post-holiday blues. Yeah. You know, I would just get a big letdown, January, February. And it took me a while to get over that, so I started listening to Christmas podcasts and found out that they had a just a wonderful Christmas community where people would, uh, you know, they talked about Christmas and celebrated Christmas all year long, really. And so I got, I was like, man, you know, I think I could do a podcast, a Christmas podcast, so I could be uh, more of a part of the community because at the time I was just chatting online with, you know, with like-minded people and uh, knew nothing about it. So I got in touch with uh, one of the podcasters and he was kind enough to help me get started. And then, but I didn't know what subject to, uh, you know, to talk about, but because they pretty much had it covered by the time I got in. There was a lot of other Christmas podcasts. And I was watching, I was watching the world news one day. And I was like, you know, nobody really reports on Christmas news ne- year round. So I said, that's a good idea. So I ran it by Todd and he thought that was a good idea. And that's, that's how I got started. You know, yeah. that, that helps me get over the post-holiday blues.
0: Absolutely. I suppose if you're celebrating Christmas all year round, it's always Christmas. But is Christmas itself, this time of year, when it is Christmas for everyone else, extra special?
2: uh, Yeah, it sure is, because there's just, um, you know, I look forward to that time all year long. And, you know, the rest of the year, you know, it's not full-blown Christmas like it is like November and December. Yeah. It's just, uh, you know, a little Christmas here and there. Listen to Christmas jazz during the off-season. I don't listen to all the, you know, the nostalgic, uh, you know, songs that you hear during Christmas, you know, during the holidays. But yeah, it it is special because it seems like uh, people are just in more of a festive mood. There's a lot more Christmas parties a lot more gatherings and festive food so yeah the holidays is is a a, a, still a festive time of the year
0: and in your podcast you talk about festive and Christmas news year round is there much Christmas news in July?
2: It starts to pick up a little bit, believe it or not, in July because we celebrate over here, I'm not sure they're in the UK, but Christmas in July. And I think it's really centered around marketing. You know, they <laughs> have having, yeah. having July sales for Christmas and everything. But yeah, it's uh you know, basically I do one podcast a month. But sometimes if there's something special comes up, I'll do two a month. But uh, the, the news changes, the Christmas changes during, during the off season, instead of being, you know, about having certain towns having a Christmas tree lighting or their parades start or whatever activities they have going on, uh, it'll be... Uh, It'll be more like uh, reporting on the Christmas tree farms and uh, that kind of thing, you know. It's just So the news does change a little bit, the Christmas news. But, but yeah, there's not quite as much. Starting in September, I just get overrun with, with Christmas news. I just can't report it all. Yeah, that's true.
0: What are some of the most unusual or unexpected Christmas news stories that you've came across?
2: There's so many different ones. Um, you know, I'm from I'm from the southern part of the United States. Uh the state is Tennessee, so you can tell by my my accent. You know, down here we're we're more rural, uh rural area and people talk slower, move a little bit slower, but so a lot of we have a lot of weird traditions down here in the south and you see. Um there's one in Mobile, Alabama that I can that I can remember that every year they have a thing that's called Alpha Palooza. What they do, everybody in the town dons a Elf costume, and they try to beat the the Guinness's Book of World Records for the most elves in in one place. Oh wow! <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, so I've never been. I mean, it's just it's just crazy that everybody in the town participates in that. <laughs> yeah. And the current world record, believe it or not, is held by a bunch of students in in Thailand. Oh, that's where the world record is for the most elves in one in one spot. But you know, just stuff like that. Uh, in Japan, you know, I you know the first world news on Christmas. You know, I report on that too. But yeah. In, in, in Japan, do y'all have KFC in the UK?
0: Oh yes. I think it's even bigger here than it is in America.
2: Is it? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh I live man, you know, KFC that's Kentucky, Kentucky fried chicken. I live like uh 20 minutes from the kentucky border from tennessee to live up in the mountains up here and but yeah in japan man they've turned the kentucky fried chicken into a big part of their christmas dinner you know wow. i guess it's just marketing ploy but <laughs> yeah uh, you know we don't do that here in the u.s uh not you know not for christmas anyway so we, we do eat a lot of fried chicken though down here in the south <laughs>
0: it's so weird because you wouldn't think of kfc as a christmas thing in fact they haven't done anything with turkey So I guess it's the last thing You'd imagine being a Christmas tradition
2: Well maybe they can't make as much money Off of turkey as they could uh, Kentucky fried chicken I don't know man I, I, <laughs> I, I'm not sure of the story on that But I just know that it's a really big thing Over there for Christmas
0: And are there any challenges That you experience that come with Covering Christmas stories?
2: You know I guess it would be Toby is in the off season Finding enough <laughs> stuff That it, it, it's, people would like to hear about about you know it does get it does get a little thin but because of that man let me tell you my my podcast is divided into two parts because i'm a creative guy and my podcast the first section is the village news and i report on things that happen there in the north pole in the magical north pole village and all that is fictional stuff you know i get to use my creativeness and my imagination and i talk about that stuff first and then i move on to the second portion of the show is is the christmas and festive holiday news portion of the show that that's the that's the real news. But the first but the first part is uh, you know where I get to use my imagination. I mean, like I have like a, a can, It's a store there in the North Pole Village called the Candy Cane Train, and that's where they make handmade uh, candy canes. You know, stuff stuff unusual stuff like raspberries, streusel. Uh, candy canes, that kind of stuff. And they have a Elf Couture store there, which is just closed for an Elf, you know. So that there's a there's a lot of stores that I make up there that I you know that are fictional stores, fictional characters or have uh elf Holly there. She's uh she has a bakery and it's called the Jolly Bakery. And Elf Holly stops by from time to time and you know, her specialty specialty is cakes, pies and pastries. And she'll bring me some by the studio at the North Pole there uh, the, the dispatch station I call it yeah. and I'll do a taste test on the air you know just to see what it's like and you know I get that because if you if you listen to this podcast you'll know who I am as a person because I love to bake and cook and I'm you know really bake more than anything yeah So of so the pies and the cakes and the cookies and stuff that I taste test on the air fictionally are from the different elves that, that bring stuff by the studio but I'm the one that makes them you know so and a lot of times I make something that I've never had before. So it is a true taste test on the air. You know, so. Oh, wow. That's quite so good. I, so, along answer to your question, you know, the, yeah, I, I, it does get a little hard to find Christmas new, uh, news stories in the off season.
0: So, with you being a big baker, I guess this time of year is a great time for you to showcase all your baking skills to everyone.
2: Yeah. Well, I do, I do that for uh, it starts in Thanksgiving. We have a Thanksgiving over here in the U.S. holiday in November. So, it actually, it starts before that on Halloween. In October, yeah. So I'll make pies and you know just randomly drop them off to people. I love making pies and cookies. You know, uh, uh, sugar, uh molasses sugar cookies is one of my big favorites, and everybody seems to like those. So yeah, I, I do, I do, I do more baking starting usually in about October
0: for the podcast as well. Do you find it's quite fun to create the fictional stories and the fictional village and all the characters?
2: Yeah, man, I sure do. That's that's honestly that's the that's the reason I do. It it because I got to, you know, not only did I realize that that there was only so much Christmas news to go around, but I also knew myself and that, like I said, I'm a creative person and I would get bored just reporting on, you know, just digging through and finding Christmas news to report on. I knew I would would get tired of that and I wouldn't stay with it because I used to paint and draw a lot uh, in my younger days. I just kind of got burned out on it. And over the years, I've had different creative outlets. And this is the one that I really enjoy right here because I do get to create those those characters and imagination and put my baking and cooking skills to test but yeah so uh, i do love the the creative part of it
0: and you're quite the storyteller in it not just fictionally but
1: if you're looking for plump lips that last you need to know about juvederm lip fillers
0: true stuff that's happened to you like in the most recent one you talked about when you went to the center for puppetry arts so does it happen naturally that you have a very interesting life or do you deliberately go out and do stuff that would make a good story
2: no you have to do i feel like i have to do things because you know there's you know anybody can think about doing something can think about going somewhere and, and taking the action they can think about taking the action but to actually go do it and make life more interesting you have to you have to get out there man like you you know, life is out there waiting you just have to get out and enjoy it and do you enjoy talking about your own life man <laughs> that's uh, you know everybody likes to talk about themselves <laughs> yes uh, they do and i guess my life to some people would be boring but to others it's like man how did you even survive all that you know I've had <laughs> I, I've, I've had two lives I had one life uh before I was when I was younger up to about when I was 25 years old and I had a whole entire much better separate life after that so so you know if somebody'll listen I'll you know I'll tell them but you know I don't know if everybody finds it interesting or not and
0: in your life do you have a particularly favorite christmas memory
2: man i tell you what yeah i do i have i have several memories uh if we got time how yeah. much time we got here oh we got plenty of time okay all right yeah well they're not too long but like like a, you know i was born and raised in nashville tennessee but all my family was from the western part of the state of tennessee and in the western part of the state it's just flat agriculture farmland there everybody lives out in the country there there are no cities there <laughs> so, yeah. so that's what that's where my mom was from, and we would go there for Christmas uh, on Christmas Eve. And my grandmom lived out in this farmhouse, man. That was uh, it was out in the middle of uh, like cornfields and cotton fields. It's one of those you would see uh, nothing else around. There was another house down the road, but it was like half a mile away. It was the closest thing. But we'd go there, and the the house wasn't insulated very well. So in the winter it gets real cold. And my grandmom had those feather beds and uh, old feather beds like they used to have. And we'd get in there and, and get piled up with. It had to have a lot of covers on top, a lot of quilts, you know, blankets to stay warm. And on Christmas Eve, I could always hear sleigh bells outside. I don't know where they were coming from, but in my childhood imagination, I just knew that was Santa. I just knew that was Santa buzzing around and delivering toys. And, you know, I just remember that. That's just a feeling that, that I, it just can't be re- recreated. You know, I think that's part of where, where part of the love of Christmas comes from for me is from those memories. And then Christmas day, we get up and open our presents. And then my mom had a rather large family. There were seven brothers and sisters. And this is a small farmhouse. It had like three rooms, uh, four rooms in it. And so all our brothers and sisters would come and bring their kids. And I had a lot of cousins. And there'd be so many people there that there we ate Christmas dinner, or Christmas, yeah, dinner on Christmas Day, we would have to eat in shifts. Like all the kids, they would let the kids eat first. And then they'd get up and then the women would eat and they would get up and then the men would eat. There was just, it was, <laughs> there was so much, for, there was food sitting around everywhere. And um, my grandma was just a tremendous cook, you know, just uh, country food. I don't know how to describe that, i tell you, but it's a lot of fried chicken and that kind of stuff, you know. Kentucky fried chicken? Well, this was Tennessee fried chicken, but it was Ooh. the same thing, probably, you know. <laughs> Same thing, same thing, yeah. But we had ham and turkey as well, a lot of pies. I think that's where my love for pies, make making pies comes from. But also that that was a big memory. And then uh, you know, when I got a little older, um, and lived in Nashville, the uh we had a Christmas parade. We still do have a Christmas parade It came within probably three blocks of my house, the route of the Christmas parade. And every year, this was after I got married, every year we had with this uh uh Radio Flyer red wagon, like you pull behind just a little wagon. You know, you would just like a kid would have, and my wife would make this big, huge pot of chili and parade cookies that she called them, and we'd make a big, a big pot of hot apple cider, and we'd walk down to the parade, and you know, most of our neighborhood was there too, so they would all join in, and we'd have just a bowl of chili and cookies and hot apple cider waiting on the parade. And then when a couple of years as a couple of years went by, other people started bringing food, so we just had a party waiting for the Christmas parade. It just got, that was just a that's just a fun memory for me, and I, I love that.
0: And how do you think these memories have influenced your approach to the podcast and the storytelling in it?
2: I guess because, like I said, I'm from the South and all these, you know, it's a different way of life down here. It's a little slower, a little a little nicer. <laughs> yeah. you, know, you know, we're a little nicer than some of the people in the big cities and a little more friendly I mean, when you drive by up here where I live now, people wave at you, whether you know them or not, you know, but so I think my podcast its influenced my podcast in a way that I want, I want the North Pole News Dispatch. When you come here, it's a friendly place to come to, you know, there's enough meanness and stress, you know, stressful things out in the world today, everywhere you go online, just, you know, everywhere. And I don't want this to in any way, shape or form have anything to do with that. I want you to come here and it be calm and soothing and slower paced and just a nice place to be, just like being living in the South.
0: Are there any exciting plans in store for the North Pole News Dispatch in the upcoming year and indeed this Christmas?
2: Well, uh, this Christmas... Uh, I'm going to be doing Christmas readings. I did it last year, but I've got a few things in mind uh, on Christmas Eve. I'll be doing Christmas poems some Christmas stories. That That's what will be happening on Christmas Eve there. But in the upcoming year, you know, and I'm, I'm working on it now because my technology skills are slowly coming around. But <laughs> yeah. I want to start doing, putting this podcast uh, on YouTube. You know, I still have the audio portion. I want to start doing YouTube just a, just a live, actually. What I'm, so I'm working towards that. And so I think that, that, that's the big thing that's coming up for me there.
0: And how are you personally spending Christmas this year?
2: Uh, This year let's see. Well, we have a party here at my house. I live live in Jamestown, Tennessee. It's a little mountain town uh, about two hours outside of Nashville and with people that I've met up here, uh, we did it last year, so this will be the second year. We're going to have a Christmas party where everybody just brings food. We have some musicians that show up. Just acoustic just guitar and sing. uh, We did that last year, so we'll kind of get started with that. And then we go to another party uh it's called the burnett family farm Uh, it's it's in deer lodge tennessee which is about 45 minutes from here but it's not a barn like it has horses and cows i think it probably did at one time yeah but it's mixed up really nice it's like a wedding venue type barn do y'all have those in the uk yeah those over there
0: yeah there are some wedding venues like that yeah
2: okay well it's like that and they they had a big thing for halloween but they Really go over the top on decorating on the inside and you go there and they have a dance floor and plenty of great food and, uh, kind of games, you know, games that people play or can if they choose to. But I'll go, but we'll go there. Everybody, you know, you dress up in your finest clothes and go, it's really nice. Yeah. And decorated well. And so we'll do that. And then let's see what else we'll we be doing. We will be going to, uh, well, here in Jamestown, we have a Christmas parade. And so it's, it's a daytime Christmas parade and it's, it's a little different than most. I mean, there's horses in there horse-drawn carriages and uh, they're really big on their classic cars up here in this part of the country so there'll be a lot of classic cars in there and then after that we will go to uh, a night parade because i really like night parades because there's a lot of light and everything's decorated it's just more colorful so we'll go to Cookville, Tennessee which is it's about an hour away they have a night parade we'll go there and then for my actual holiday we'll be staying here on Christmas Eve my son will be here he'll, he'll be stopping in to join us we'll have a lot of food and drink on Christmas Eve and then Christmas Day we get up and drive to Nashville to my sister-in-law's house and all her brothers my wife's brothers and sisters come over there and bring their kids and kind of like we did when I, when I was a, a kid in West Tennessee everybody brings Food, you know, we open presents, eat way too much turkey, dressing, pies, yes, cakes, the whole nine yards. Eat way more than we should, and get our bellies full, and then we'll just kind of hang out for a while, and then we'll we'll go home, and that'll be that. So that's what I'm doing at Christmas.
0: Yes, that's quite a lot to fit in, but it sounds very exciting and perfect, actually. So where are we able to find the podcast, the North Pole News Dispatch, and keep up to date with everything you're working on?
2: Well, it's, you can find it just anywhere you listen to your, your podcast, you know, Apple, Spotify, those, those places and others as well. And uh, I have a Facebook, the North Pole News Dispatch, facebook and instagram you can go on there and uh just say this if anybody has anything uh going on in their community or anything they know about you know any events uh festive get-togethers because uh, you can email me at the North Pole News Dispatch at gmail.com and tell me about it maybe some details or where i can find the details on it and i'll talk about it on there i get a lot of my news you know i get a lot of the news that way as well brilliant well many thanks for joining us today it's been
0: great having you here and have a great christmas
2: Toby, thank you very much. Thanks for the invite. Man, this is this has been been exciting for me. And Merry Christmas to you, buddy.
1: Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. The
0: Throbbing Pulse of Sound, sound. The Toby Gribben Show.